Good morning, Victory Life, and all you wonderful people tuning in again. What a wonderful time of the year. We're celebrating the arrival of our King, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I will hope you're celebrating with me, and I hope that's what you're celebrating at this time of the year. We are not celebrating all the other stuff that is going on in the world. We may participate, but it's a low level down there. We know the reason for the season, which is Jesus. Don't let anybody detract you from that. Don't let things detract from you celebrating and and being on the same page as, as those that we're going to um, look at out of the book of uh, Luke today, those that are participating in the Christmas account, and those that um, have something valid to say. They're all there because of their own desire, their own um, conviction in their heart. Everybody that I'm going to mention today is there for a reason. And I ask today, who are you in the Christmas story and in the Christmas account? And I want you to assess that today because you are the one carrying forth this Christmas account, the story of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and all that he represents, all that he came to give us, uh, you know, give us life, life more abundantly, give us a new birth that we become sons and daughters of the Most High God. Then there's blessings and, and favor and gifts and all these wonderful things that are listed in uh, John chapter 1. You can you can look at that yourself. But I want to find out who are you today? Who are you to your neighbors um, and to your friends? Uh, do they think of, oh, he's the guy with the great, I used to be the guy with the great Christmas lights on the house, um, which is great. I, I love doing it. And had it not been for these big trees growing up, I'd still wrap the house and, and have neighbors across the valley phone and say, listen, put turn on your lights because you light up Glenmore, you know, and so I've changed it a bit. And uh, well, now my neighbors really know what I stand for because I got five letters out front, the name Jesus in eight foot uh, high uh, letters standing in front of my willow trees, which are blocking the house. And but my neighbors know. In fact, one of the neighbors came driving by and she's um, apparently the, the uh, lady, uh, lady of the house said, uh, let's just stop down here at the bottom of the driveway and uh, pray for a while because she's a, she's born again. And so he came over to tell me that. So I know if she saw it, others are seeing what I stand for this Christmas. As much as we give gifts and, and do all those things and, and uh, I'll go jingle all the way on the snowmobile, but it's about Jesus. I do not want to lose sight of that. I don't want you to lose sight of that in the busyness of the season. I was just thinking today, as I wrote my friend in, in Prince George, he uh, um, was busy with the Christmas bakery, which he took over from my father. But there used to be years when I'd be in the Christmas bakery. This time of the year, sometimes you hardly get any sleep. You're just go, 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 go. And just bacon and bacon. And, and uh, you know, you just kind of like, really? I sure wouldn't want to do that now anymore. I sure wouldn't want to spend my time doing that for me. Maybe you want to, but I, I believe that there is something much more important. It is to not get so busy at this time of the year, so overloaded and so full of, you know, have we baked it, all the goods and the relatives coming and all that. That's got to be on the back burner to you understanding it's about Jesus Christ.
If we've lost that, we have idolatry happening. And we don't want that. We want all of us to celebrate Jesus. So looking at the Christmas story, back when uh, um, in Luke chapter 1, uh, we notice there's a crowd of people that are gathered around. And it was Anna, and uh, um, not Anna, but uh, Zach and Elizabeth. Uh, he got to go into the temple to, to perform a service before Jesus uh, um, as for Jesus, I guess. And uh, he goes in the temple and the angel stands there and uh, he gets the information of that uh, her, uh, the son is going to be born. His name is John and he's going to name him John, which means God is favorable and Elizabeth is going to have that child. And uh, so that's kind of cool that he is being used, but it's not just um, one of these flippant situations. It's one of these where he had prepared himself to be used by God to spend time. It talked about how he was perfect as he celebrated, even in the Old Testament way, he did what he needed to do in the Old Testament way, draw as, no, uh, as best as they could to God, perform the temple service, and guess what? God could use him. Amen? And so, um, what was? Why wasn't he just one of the crowds? Because I believe he pressed in. He just no. It's I'm. I'm. There's something coming. Wonderful. You know. I. I'm believing uh, in. In what I'm doing is is a, is the service in the temple, which is the worship of God. He's the one doing it, and so I believe him and his household got blessed with the assignment of having John the Baptist, and so John the Baptist comes, and you know his wonderful assignment. He has is a for uh, the duty of being the forerunner for the king of kings and the lord of lords what an assignment well that's all based on his parents weren't part of just the crowd the crowd that's wondering the crowd that what's going on the crowd that passes by these opportunities of pressing into the mark of the high calling like the apostle paul so john became very very important and became the forerunner of the lord jesus christ calling people to repentance change from your sinful ways change there's a new way coming he's the one laying out the track that made it uh, let's well i would believe it made it easier for jesus he prepared the way of the king he prepared the crowds he prepared um, make uh, the valley straight so the good good gospel the new covenant the new contract we have with jesus christ and father god could come into full fruition which is what christmas is all about and so and there's good things that, uh, that simeon said uh, about this good new covenant we'll look at in the mary in a, in a second here mary on the other hand obviously what was her strength well she was pure she was a 14 year old pure virgin so that would eliminate some people and uh, so she was pure and she, she's receptive to the will of god being done to in her life how many 14 year olds would, would roll over and say be it unto me according to your word if god had an assignment for you Maybe he does. Even at the age of 14, you can start to, um, even younger than that, getting the will of God in your life. So Mary was selected because of purity, because obviously it was the will of God, but she still had to fulfill that aspect of it, purity and receptivity. And then, of course, uh, we can go to the shepherds, you know, how they were uh, there. What were they doing? They were preparing the sacrificial lambs on the field. They, they, the ones they sacrificed in the temple. They had to pick the perfect ones. They had to tend to the perfect ones. They had to treat the perfect ones perfectly and all so that people would later see, ah, you wrapped them in swaddling clothes. 
like the Savior. So that's a picture of what uh, the sacrifice that those little lambs were to uh, to um, pardon sin, uh, in as as the Old Testament would do it, would be a um, a way that looking forward to. Oh, Jesus is representing Jesus, which is the Christmas story that he came to absorb all the sins of the world, all the sickness, all the disease, all of it for everyone. But those that, that he came to did not receive him and did not welcome him. So he went to us as Gentiles. He went to anyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Healing, safety, soundness, deliverance, and security. It's available to all. So the shepherd had a, had a great assignment on the field that night. They were there. And of course, they, they were the ones. They were not uh, uh, super educated, I would say. And so you could see the gospel message through the angels came to the receptive uh, shepherds that uh, received the story it didn't go why didn't why didn't the angels just go up into the temple and speak to the sadducees and pharisees and all the religious leaders of that time because it would have been shut down it would have been shut down by the religious uh, uh group they would not have received the king of glory they would not have welcomed him the way the simple shepherds did who then went over to mary and joseph to see where the baby was born and they went to proclaim all this goodness and all that so they had their part and again i always wonder uh, I, their names aren't listed whatever happened to the shepherds was it a one-off situation boom it was there that night christmas night they were all excited about the things of god and then did they cool off did they you know just go back to normal christianity i don't know how you could after receiving such a visit visitation of the angels who Open the heavens with glory to God in the highest. And then the whole band joins in. This is a day the Lord has made. Remember Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1? Arise from the depression. From this day forward when the angels came, it's over for Satan. It's over for sin, sickness, and disease. The Savior is born, who's there to radically change the lives of everyone that is there listening to the voice of the messengers that are coming. Now I wonder, back to the shepherds, I wonder what they did. Did they become maybe the first or pastor of the first church down there? And uh, did, they, did they carry on with the assignments? You know, it's all up to us what we do with Christmas. To me, Christmas is like our, uh, almost like the communion service that we hold once a month where we go back to the reason Jesus died, the reason these things happened, the reason do not neglect so great a salvation. Or as it says, don't take communion lightly because many have fallen asleep uh, of death, sleep of, which is a type of death. You know, many have fallen sick and fallen asleep uh, or died because instead of getting hot and staying with the message, Satan comes immediately to steal a word out of your heart. So, you know, I want to be excited about Christmas. And, uh, you know, we've seen some miracles, some great miracles lately at the, the, at the church. And I'm telling you one thing. I don't want to take it lightly. I want to press in because until everybody's healed, until everybody's saved, until everybody receives the engrafted word, uh, my, my assignment is not done. In whatever form that is, right now it's pastor of Victory Life with my wife. And so uh, think about that. And so then there's others that also by their lifestyle. Remember what it says 
in Ephesians or Mark chapter 4, it says there's four different kinds of soil. There is, you know, the soil that produces and there are three different kinds of soil that don't produce. What it's a picture of is our heart. Our heart can, one, one of the soils receive the message and we're glad and excited. Maybe that's the way the shepherds were. And then persecution came and affliction came. Maybe it was the bills or, or the, the creditors came to the shepherds. Maybe they cooled off. Oh, I thought it was going to be, you know, something great, but I guess we're back to normal now. No, Jose. No way, Jose. And so, but it could be. It could be that there's only one type of the four soils that produced. One type that um, brought the gospel message in all its understanding to fulfillment. And they, they're one soil. So one out of four soils, it's a quarter of the people. 25 out of 100 people will be the excited ones, even in a Christmas story. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be the one that dropped the ball and said, nah, you know what, it's better in the world. I mean, even the Apostle Paul had uh, some of the people that worked with them, Hymenaeus, went back to the world. I can't for the life of me believe that. But uh, it's written in the Word of God. Jesus lost his crowd and even spoke to the 12 disciples. Are you going to leave me too? And they, no, 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 we're not leaving. You got the words of life. They, they at least got that straight. And when all 5,000 people left him, I don't know what that did to Jesus uh, for momentarily. You know, 5,000 leave him. Why didn't he run behind them? Guys, guys, okay, I'll take back my words. I'll give you something easy. And please stick around. We got burgers and fries at the end of the service. You know, what was it like for Jesus when he lost that crowd? But he had the words of life. He had what the reason for Christmas was, the life, the essence that comes from the spirit realm through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Nothing else will satisfy. Thank God we, you know, I get socks for Christmas too and a tie and maybe a shirt and a magazine or something like that. But, uh, you know, even with the kids, you watch your kids. You know, come on, let's be honest. I don't know kids are watching right now, but your kids will like your the present maybe for the first 24 hours to maybe uh, till Boxing Day, then you'll exchange it or, or, uh, but it wears off really quick. Even a new car smell, I would say 30 days and you're done with that. You know, and it's all good. You're supposed to have a new car. You're supposed to have Christmas gifts, but I'm telling you priorities. I want to be the soil that produces a great soil that puts the word of God in our heart. And we have those even in the Christmas story. Let me uh, show you this guy here by the name of Simeon in Luke chapter two, verse 28. Simeon took him, um, that he took the baby Jesus who came on the eighth day to be circumcised in his arms and praised and thanked God and said, and now Lord, you are releasing your servant to depart, leave this world in peace according to your word. What's he peaceful about? Did he have a big bank account? Did he have, you know, uh, much to uh, uh, possessions or what, what is it that he's all excited about? Did he have a lot of grandkids? What he's excited about is the message that came through the baby. And he didn't even get to fulfill uh, and, and live it out. He is excited that that's the answer for Simeon. That's all he wanted. He wanted to see the answer to all of mankind. That's all he wanted. Then he wanted to check out. And that's all good. And then he prophesies. Um, he says, now, Lord, release your servant to depart. Leave this world in peace. Verse 30. For with my own eyes, I have seen your salvation. What do you mean? You got an eight-year-old 
eight-day-old baby sitting there in your arms. He knew by the Spirit of God that all things that pertain unto life and godliness, all life comes through this baby. Folks, I'm telling you, let's forget about everything else if we don't get this straight. That it's Jesus in the morning, Jesus at noon, and Jesus at supper time. Jesus is the reason for this season. All salvation, which is healing, safety, soundness, deliverance, and security comes through him. All of it. All of it comes through Jesus. In this world, you're going to have tribulation, be of good cheer. Jesus overcame the world. So you're going to tribulate, but you're going to always, in every tribulation, have the answer. Yep, 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 Jesus covered that. You know, doctor says this, yep, Jesus covered that. Got the doctor, or the, the accountant says this, but Jesus covered that. So is it the best news? It's the best news. And then you enjoy your family and the, the, the turkey dinner and all those wonderful things. But it's Jesus first. It's Jesus. And he says, Simeon says, I've seen salvation. That's in Isaiah 52, verse 10 too. He saw it. He didn't even see it being fulfilled yet, but he knew what Isaiah 53, 52, 10, what it says about the Savior, what he's going to do. Why, Mr. Isaiah spent a lot of time writing down these wonderful things so you and I could make it important to remember and stay with the reason for the season, which is Jesus. So what else is there? So for with my own eyes, I have seen your salvation speaking to the Father, which you have ordained and prepared before in the presence of all the people. God, the Trinity, they all prepare. Jesus says, a body has been prepared for me. He comes down. He becomes a living sacrifice like those little lambs um, in the field that night. He becomes our only go-to, our reason. Everything that is necessary is in him. He is our answer for our healing. He's our everything. I want to get that straight to you today. You might be frantic with Christmas. You might be disappointed. You might be uh, only coming home in Christmas in your dreams, like the song goes. You might be uh, hoping that friends will invite you over, and that's all good. But remember, it all, once the tinsel's off the tree, once everything's put away, Jesus will never leave you. Jesus will be the answer 365 days of the year, every single day. And so if you are, and a lot of people go through depression after Christmas, and, and even during Christmas is a time of people ending their lives. Oh, if they would catch a glimpse of the Savior, Jesus. Jesus is going to be there for them. And it's not a bunch of tinsel on a tree. It's the real deal, the McCoy. It's everything that is necessary. It's life more abundantly. I came, says Jesus, to give life and life more abundantly. So Simeon sees that. He sees what the Godhead has planned and um, prepared in the presence of the people, which you have ordained, prepared in the, in the presence of the people. Verse 32 of Luke chapter 2, a light for revelation to the Gentiles. See, we didn't have an indoor until Jesus came. It wasn't f uh, for us until we got grafted in. And uh, the Jews struggle with Jesus. But I'll tell you what, we get grafted in. There's nobody but Jesus for us. Amen. A light for revelation. So the word is revealed and the answer is just, when you dig, they just like the, the Bible says, they're like, 
like treasure that's buried and we dig it out. And maybe the treasure that, you know, how to pray, how to win your children back to Jesus from their worldly ways, how to get them off drugs, how to uh, be healed in your body, how to pay your bills and have a, a, a sufficient amount left over. That's what Revelation Light does to the Gentiles to disclose what was before unknown. Like I said, we didn't know about it. And to bring praise and honor and glory to your people, Israel. And we pray for Israel. We pray that their eyes be open because we're enjoying the Savior that's meant for you too, Israel. Jesus, our Lord, the real Messiah, the real God in flesh, Emmanuel. God come down to us, filling us, loading us with himself. Do you know that Christ in us, the hope of glory? He, the hope of returning to a state of glory, is Christ in us. He came in us. He is, uh, as the Bible says, uh, the fullness of the Godhead dwells in us. Wow. You add that up and when you're packing up that Christmas tree. That's the reason. And then uh, you start the new year with such excitement. You have new revelation and light from Jesus. And you're never going to let him go throughout the year. He's your only thing. He's your everything. And everything else falls into place. Anyways, I hope you've enjoyed the word today. Hallelujah. I so enjoy sharing it with you. It's The word set me free. I grew up in a church where, and I was one of those busy bakers at Christmas. I was one of those that... You know, just uh, was all excited about the Christmas. And again, there's nothing wrong with being excited. You know, we had the Christmas program, at least before we went home, opened the presents. But the revelation of Jesus and what he has done for my family, I could go on and on. The sickness my mom had in her legs, she would have had her legs amputated had it not been for the revelation that opened our eyes when we saw the word and healing entered into her body. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'll be forever thankful just for that one thing. But I can give you another couple hundred of great things that have happened. Anyways, call us at 250-862-3044. And uh, we would love to share with you. If you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, do it today. Call on his name. Say, Jesus be my Lord. God bless you and have an amazing rest of the day.